Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Want to talk to you about motivations. Motivations matter. We want to look at John chapter 8, verses 2 through 12. This is very familiar to everyone. Now, this is talking and referring to Jesus, our Lord. Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So I want us to look at this from maybe a different perspective. You, there's all kinds of uh, uh, lessons that you can teach out of these passages here, these verses out of this incident that occurred. There's all kinds of things you can, and there, everybody looks at this from all different ways. And today I just want to look at it from one perspective, the perspective of the men who brought the woman in. Now, the very first thing we want to say is, why didn't they bring the guy with her? There was a guilty guy. She could not have been caught in adultery in the very act without a guy being guilty with her, right? That, that brings us a little question there of their intentions and their motives, right? So, again, let's think about their motives. Why did they say this? Why did they do this? Why did they bring her in? Were they trying to help her in some way? Well, no. We know they weren't trying to help her, right? Because Right here, they were saying, Moses commanded us to stone her, you know, but what do you say? And the idea was they're testing Jesus. They're trying to get him to either condone sinful action, which would be wrong for him to do, and that would discredit him, or to have her stoned and, lay, and have him say, yeah, she should be stoned right here. And that, too, would kind of be a discrediting thing because... Jesus, as a teacher, is teaching the love of God and forgiveness and the mercy of God. So either way, in their opinion, 
either answer he gave, which those are the two answers they thought they would get, one of those two, they thought they would discredit him. But he didn't give them those answers. But you'll notice my point, my real point here, is their motivation. They weren't concerned for this woman at all. They didn't try to help her at all. They just used her as a prop. They just used her to try to trick the Lord, right? They didn't do anything to help her at all. They grabbed her and drug her in and made a show of her. And my thinking is, are we doing this to our fellow Christians? When we see someone doing something wrong, or maybe we hear them saying something wrong, or something, you know, we know something is up, are we helping them? Are we trying to help them? Or do we just want to, you know, or is there something in us that we just want to drag them out? We want to have them punished? Or is there something that we want to get out of that situation? Here, they were thinking purely about what they wanted and what they wanted to use her for and get out of her. When we see other Christians, when we see our brethren, our brothers and sisters in Christ, when we see them having issues, we need to be helpful to them. We need to talk to them in a helpful way and not to get something selfishly for ourselves. That's not what these guys were doing, though. So that's why, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking, well, these guys were really, they should have been the ones. You'll notice who this was. This was the scribes and Pharisees, right? These are the religious leaders. They should have been there to help this woman, to counsel her, to talk to her, to try to lead her to a closer and better relationship with God. Not just to get something they wanted out of her, which is what they did. They didn't get what they wanted, though. The Lord saw to that. They did not really get what they wanted, what they initially wanted. And he actually, he actually convicted their conscience with what he did, how he responded. But I just want us to think about this as far as what's our motivation when we go to confront someone or to discuss something with someone. Are we trying to get something out of that selfishly for ourselves, or are we really trying to help that person? That's a good question to ask yourself before you get into a confrontation with another child of God. Am I trying to help them, or am I trying to get something selfishly out of it? Am I trying to prove my point? Am I trying to make my point? I've, I've caught myself. I've I have caught myself doing that. So I'm, I'm speaking about this from a realistic standpoint. You know, sometimes we want to prove our point and maybe we go too far. So, and here they just wanted to trick the Lord. So their, their reason, their motivation is, is known. It's, it's said right there. They were testing him. And sometimes maybe we don't realize our motivation is wrong. Sometimes we mean well. On the surface, but if you look a little deeper underneath, you're like, oh, I just really want to get my point across, don't I? I just want to, or I want to get something. So it can be a number of different things. I have to use the example that I can relate to. 
but you could be approaching someone and confronting them and basically um, not helping them, but helping yourself in some way. And it's, it's important that we know when we do confront or go to another child of God that we are trying to help them and we're not trying to just confront them or win a point or to get something, get them to do something for us, you know, whatever that may be. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I'm thinking of. And when I was looking at this, that's what came to my mind. It's kind of like, well, these guys, they're the religious leaders. They should be helping her. They shouldn't be dragging her out in public to just make it worse and to hurt her. Um, they should be trying to counsel her and talk to her. And yes, there could be a time where a public apology or some such is necessary and needed, and, and we understand that. But by and large, for the most part, most things can be handled quietly, kind of on the side or in the back room, and, and it doesn't need to be a big public thing, and people don't need to be embarrassed. That makes it harder and makes it worse on them. So that's what I was thinking of. And then you'll notice here at the end, just one more little quick thing. In verse 12, Jesus spoke to them again. Now here, he's speaking to the crowd that was with him in the temple. Because remember, in the beginning, he sat down and taught them. He was teaching when these guys brought this girl in, or, or this woman. When they brought this woman in, and they, they did all that, he, was, he had this group of people that he was teaching, right? And see, does it say who it is? It just says all the people came to him and he sat down and talked to him. So the people were still there. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I think that was a very impactful statement at that moment because those men, they were going to kill that woman. They were. And if they could have incited the crowd to do it, they probably would have had her stoned right there. But Jesus had just saved her life. And this was just a, just a slight example of the salvation we were going to experience ourselves later, and we have experienced. But here he just reminds them, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I thought that just had a very good impact, and that was a wonderful thing to say to the crowd after what had just occurred. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.